Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris. Boy detective uh, Jesse Thorne out on the road with John Hodgman entertaining America, doing the Judge John Hodgman podcast live. So uh, I'm here. He's not. But uh, lucky for you, the listener, who I love, uh, I've got two wonderful co-hosts with me here today. That's right. No guests here. I would I would never I would never insult these two by calling them guests. They're co-hosts. We are all equals and we're doing the show here for you today. Uh, our first one is a beloved uh, returning co-host. Uh, whose work you might know from BoJack Horseman, Blackish, and the new Goosebumps show now streaming on Disney Plus. It's Nick Adams. Hi, Nick. Repeat back in the house. Thanks for the plug. Very timely. My episode just aired. Oh my great, gosh. great stuff. Great stuff. Goosebumps. Very spooky. We'll be talking about it. Um, I do want to know, uh, Nick. You, uh, you have a tradition of being totally fucking shit faced every time you're on this show. <laughs> just, I've been, I've been drinking all morning. Like tailgating. <laughs> if you if you see Nick on the street and at, and tell him that you like him on the show, he won't know what you're talking about because he is so blackout during mm-hmm. these. Um, but you you I want I do want to know what what drink you're having for your what's your what's your record drink for today? I, I'm drinking. I usually drink beer. This is I'm not a big IPA person, but I'm my local uh, bodega <laughs> um, <laughs> to steal an East Coast word, Elysian Space Dust IPA. So you find folks at Oh yeah, it's got an adorable little cartoon hop on the can. Yeah, yeah. It's very not too skunky, but Yeah, I mean I think with those IPAs, listen, we all went a little wild with IPAs there for a while. It got, it got crazy. It got crazy. It got crazy. I, I think I am ready to admit that an occasional IPA can be really tasty if it's fucking ice cold mm-hmm. and it's not the double or the triple. I, I, I can have one and it's great. I cannot have more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to take a more measured look at IPAs these days. Yeah, yeah. Just every now and then. Every, you know, every now and then, absolutely. Every now and then. It's like heroin. Um, once in a while, when you're recording a jazz album, it can be great. Oh boy. Okay. Kitty on cam. Kitty on cam. We're recording over Zoom. Uh, this is another topic we'll have to. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll have dig to into that to. later. Yes. This, oh, this is look at those toe beans. I, I, wish, I wish this was a video podcast. It's not. Uh, my second co host today is uh, new to the program, a writer behind the new Comedy Central web series, Gone Native, animated comedy shorts about the weird stuff Native American and indigenous people deal with way too often. The, I think, as of this week, Emmy-nominated Joey Clift. Joey Clift, hi. Yeah, hey, everybody. Yeah, Emmy-nominated. I'm a writer, consulting producer on a show called Spirit Rangers on Netflix. We were nominated for seven Emmy Awards this past week. So really excited about that. And I, I got to say, I know I'm new to the podcast. I know Nick has a tradition of having a few drinks before right. being on. So I decided to, you know, kind of join that tradition. I didn't have any drinks. I just took a little, little, little pinch of meth before getting on. <laughs> there you so, go. you know, it's very, it's a homebrewed <laughs> IPA meth. Just a little bit, just a little bit, just, you know, just to take the edge off or add the edge. I don't know what meth does. <laughs> so, so Joey will be leaving the show periodically to take apart a dishwasher. <laughs> when you said a little pinch, I, I pictured it like dip, you know, like just a pinch between your cheek and gum like just <laughs> yeah, just take a yeah, little yeah. meth and just jam it in there right. yeah it well the weird but, thing is i tried doing a little pinch between my cheek and then you know it just felt so good i just kept going so it's really <laughs> yeah. more of a fistful at this point <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's to say just like just like grandpa had when he was whittling on the porch <laughs> just a little a little pinch or fistful of meth. So i have a, you saw my son i also have a 12 year old daughter there were my wife is native and like it felt like there was this explosion of shows for kids right as my kids aged out of it there's the, <laughs> molly from denali you know came out like just as my kids were like oh that's cute but you know they're like sort of into older stuff now but I oh yeah for sure I've, I've written a couple of uh, molly denali episodes too and it's it definitely does feel like uh the the shows that i write on they tend to be kind of bridge age which is like age four to seven that's kind mm-hmm. of where it's spirit angers and um Molly of Denali kind of exist in. And I get that from a lot of people that are like, this looks so cool, but I'm a 42 year old man. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm like yeah, I don't know. Just like put it on in the background. It at least yeah, sounds you can, fun. You know, still watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick, you, um, 
the Adams family, your family, not the, you know, not the titular creepy, Adams spooky, ooky, mm-hmm. kooky. One D Adams family. Yes, <laughs> uh, the Nick Adams family. You guys, you guys are a, a cat fam now. There's a new cat. Uh, well, my wife and I had cats before, and then uh, since we've had kids and where we've lived, we weren't allowed to have pets. And then finally, my wife asked my landlord very nicely because my kids have been complaining about it for a long time. And then we, yeah, as a couple of months ago, we a new kitten, Holly. Is that your first? Huh? Is that your first? Or do you have a couple? Uh, we had my wife and I when we were younger had cats, but this is so like this is our our kids. This is our first time dealing with pets, and so they're like over the moon. It's crazy. They're very very excited. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I definitely feel like I'm living that life of I I'm a huge cat person. I love cats. Um, but I like just have a roommate who's not a cat person, so I don't want to like force cats yeah, on yeah. somebody who doesn't love them. So actually, I created a Facebook group for LA area comedians to share pictures of their cats. It's called the LA Underground Cat Network. It has sixteen thousand members. <laughs> I'm one of the members. Yeah, it's he's one of the members. The, His cat's very cute. It's the best thing on the internet. I'm gonna go. Oh, ahead great. And, say. It's and um, great. it's it's definitely just so I can like kind of experience cat ownership by proxy. So yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, we went to a cat cafe when we were in Santa Barbara. <laughs> not the last. Oh, one, nice. We, yeah, and it was it was it was fun. Our kids, but then they give you these like the the churros, which is like this kind of liquid, you know, cat. Yeah, it's cat cat can... gogurt. Yeah, yeah, gogurt for <laughs> cats. Yeah, and you can feed it to them, and it's like supposed to be this calm thing. Where you just, but they all just like every cat that I've ever seen gets one lick of it, and they become a crack. Like they just are like a fiend immediately, <laughs> and their claws come out, and they're like biting the thing and trying to snatch it out of your hand and run away with it. And you're like, this is terrifying now. Yeah, it, de- it definitely, it definitely like you can see in their eyes them reverting to their feral state. <laughs> yes, yeah, and she does that for like certain. Like if we give her like, I was making shrimp, and I just like cut a piece of shrimp up and gave it to her, and she does it with stuff like that, like real actual food or just a receipt that hits the ground. She will grab it and run away <laughs> with it as if it's raw venison or something. Like, I mean, that's that's definitely how I feel whenever I try to pet a cat's cute little belly is like, you know, it, it feels like it's purr and it's having a good time. Yeah. Then I touch the belly and they're immediately just like, whoa, like, you know, whoa, 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 I think with those little tubes you're talking about, Nick, those little kind of squeezable gogurt tubes mm-hmm. of cat food. Uh, there is a pinch of human blood in each one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is why you see that look in their eyes. <laughs> They're just trying to yeah. slowly acclimate them to like thirsting for human flesh like over time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The look in their in their eyes is like, oh fuck domesticity. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I want to be wild again. Yeah. No, you don't. There's coyotes out there. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. That's that's something I love about cats is like I remember a friend of mine growing up had this like really big black cat that was like very cute, but also very much like an alpha cat. And it kept on trying to get out of the house. And um one time like it got out of the house and it was out of the house for like two days. And uh, it was very aggressive before it got out of the house. And then it for sure got into a fight with like a possum or something <laughs> right, like that. Right. And then like came back into the house and for the rest of its life was like the sweetest, most like domestic. Just like yeah. I realized that I'm not as tough as I thought the I was. The possum like, tried to put me in a pouch. <laughs> and I don't want to go in a pouch. Yeah. Instantly humbled. Instantly humbled. Yeah. It was <laughs> definitely a cat that like fucked around and found out yeah. and was like actually inside is pretty great. Sure. <laughs> It's like when, yeah, it's like when Donald Duck makes his nephews smoke all those cigarettes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> only way to only way to learn them. It's. I guess I feel like I've heard that cartoon referenced, and to talk to a kid now, and it's like, oh yeah, there was a cartoon that we watched when we were kids where Donald's nephews smoked a bunch of cigarettes. It was anti-smoking, but there were cartoon characters yeah. who yeah. smoked a bunch of cigarettes. Yeah. It was anti-smoking, but it was sponsored by Marlboro, yeah. yes. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It's pretty great. I take I live near New Beverly, the New Beverly Theater here in LA, oh, cool. and so I go there yeah. from time to time. It's it's incredible. And like if they're showing a Space Jam or a goofy movie, before the movie they play, you know, classic trailers, there's like a short. And invariably in every one of those cartoons there's a moment where every kid in the theater is basically like what <laughs> what is they're letting him do this or they're letting him say they're, they're, there's some action in the cartoon and they look at you like huh and you're like yeah this is what they used to be like. <laughs> sure do you do your when you show your kids that animation from like that era do they like it or is it like my no i would my rather son watch. is very much into like um like sort of 90s 
like it wasn't a great time for animation it was like at that point where there was still no. some sort of like creativity but it was also just like just churn it out like just whatever sure. we can make a show out of it but something about that sort of like yeah like we were kind of yeah we were starting to like maybe get the occasional tiny tunes or animania right you know, like right. batman we, the animated series yeah. or yeah. something oh sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But most of it was still that, like, just to crank it out. Yes. Just to, so we can, yeah, like, so we can push plastic so we can tell yeah, toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, like, a really bad Sonic the Hedgehog one. My son loves Sonic. And I was yeah. just like, I don't even think this one is highly regarded. You know, because I was in college at it, I think, at the point where that was coming out. And he just, like, something about the way that look of that era, he just loves it. He can't get enough of it. I mean, there was actually, there was two Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons at the same time. One of them was, yeah. like, a little bit more slapstick, and another one was a little bit more, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember one of them being very good, and the other one being, like, this went for half a season. Yeah, yeah. There, there was, I get there's, there's, there have been Sonic shows on. You know, it's one of those things like Ninja Turtles where it just keeps going. Yeah, there yeah. is, like, a, a post-apocalyptic <laughs> Sonic where they're, like, it's like Terminator 2 Judgment Day, but Sonic is a... <laughs> Rebel trying to prevent the apocalypse. It's like hey, this is might might be a little too dark. Maybe we um, went a little dark yeah. with Sonic. It's it's so funny to me the controversy of animated characters and cartoons over the past like fifty years or whatever and how it swayed. Like I remember, I mean, I feel like in the sixties and the seventies it was just like there's literally a cartoon mouse murdering a cartoon cat like yeah. every five seconds, and then in the eighties it was just like Bart Simpson talks back to his dad. We should cancel this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened? What happened? And, and talk. The the best I love those Tom and Jerry's where there's just like a like basically like a mammy character. It's them. Oh and yeah. And then you yeah. see Christ. like this mammy character's feet and you hear her, Don't you go sass in that cat? And you're like, what is <laughs> yeah. happening right now? Oh yeah, it's like I mean I definitely just, you know, like as far as native representation goes, it's like not if you watch a cartoon that old, you don't have to go that far before you're just like, Oh, that's a character in red face. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Every now and then I would like find when my wife and I had, you know, We've been together for a while now, but earlier in our relationship, I would find myself complaining about the state of like black representation in media and TV and film. And she would just kind of give me one of these. Nick, for the uh, for the folks listening, uh, Nick is going uh, Nick is giving the uh, are you hearing yourself face? Yeah, it's it's a classic. What you're talking about, Willis, is what I was. Well, yeah, well, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's wild as far as like native representation goes, like Killers of the Flower Moon just came out, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, Martin Scorsese film. And uh, that stars Lily Gladstone, who's a really fantastic native actress. She is the first Native person to star in a major theatrical release in the United States in probably 15 years. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah, before yeah. that, it was like, what, like who, maybe like Coriandra Kilcher, you know, like got to play Pocahontas. I mean, there's, there's only yeah, been a yeah, handful, yeah. you know. And what my wife is always talking about, like, to us, West Duty in Heat is still this high watermark because yeah. he's just a cop. He's not a, a cop with alcoholic parents. He's not a cop trying to escape the reservation. He's just yeah. an LAPD guy doing his job, which to me is like the height of representation where you can just be a character. You know? Well, yeah. Well, in West Duty, he was just a funny superhero in Mystery Men. Like oh he didn't necessarily God. have like a native Wait, spin to him. Who was he in Mystery Men? Uh, I forget the, the character the, name. But he is, the Sheik or like the... Yeah, he has like a purple costume. It's like and it's like a pyramid. He's like the, their mentor. Okay. At a, certain, at a certain point, Ben Stiller is like Ben Stiller is like sees through his bullshit, and he and West Duty's character says to him, "He's like, if you do not learn to master your rage," and Ben Stiller interrupts him and goes, "Your rage will become your master." That's what you're gonna say, is it? You just turn everything around, and he's like, mm, "Not necessarily," but it's Honestly, like incredible. It's so funny. It I mean, like I haven't watched Mystery Men since it its release. Um, I think I remember going to Mystery Men, maybe my senior year of high school, and it was one of those where I wasn't sure if it was a date or not. Uh, uh, it was. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> if you if you have to ask, you can't afford yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It apparently was not, but I did really enjoy Mystery Men. Um, so I, I have not seen Mystery Men, but I have uh, parsed together the plot of it entirely from the Smash Mouth All Star music video. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Two excellent pieces of uh, art. 
Yeah, it is a bit like <laughs> Smash Mouth's All Star. By the way, RIP to a real one. Um, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm pouring Smash out water Mouth. on my computer right now in honor yeah. and just sprinkling a little bit of meth on my keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I don't know if that <laughs> meth, but uh, you know. I'm just saying. Could, look, I've got to use what I, what covers my desk right now is what I have right. to use. And meth goes bad if you don't use it. So. Yeah, yeah. Either yeah, that or stick it in the freezer. Um. It is amazing that Smash Mouth's All Star is so associated with Shrek, but it was like for the Mystery Men soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The video, yeah, the music, like, yeah, the music video is is ninety <laughs> percent footage from Mystery Men. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's also like it's just a great song. Like we do this thing with one hit wonders where right. it just becomes corny by default. I don't know anything else about their output other than uh, what is it? Walking on the Sun. That was the other song that they had that was kind of yeah. big. I don't know if they. Like, you know, there's certain people where you listen to the album and you're like, oh, the album's actually really good. I don't know if that's the case with Smash Mouth. I, but, like, that song is fucking great. And we do this thing with One Hit Wonders where sometimes we just act like, oh, remember when that corny song became popular and it's embarrassing? And then you hear it and you're like, no, that's a good song. That's a really good song. Like, those guys nailed it. Like, yeah. 10 out of 10. No notes. I think our 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 generation slash our like set of guys like put that song on ironically a lot and listen. Mm. Did I mm-hmm. go to see them live semi ironically? Yes, I did. But I think the reason why it was fun to goof on is because it is actually good. You know, like right, it right. is like it, you know like a like a a bad unfun song to listen to is just one you want to forget. But I think mm-hmm. the reason that stuck around as a meme is because the song itself is actually is actually pretty good yeah I've, as i've gotten older i've started to become more accepting about pop music being like popular music being good like mm-hmm. i um last night um i brought my girlfriend to see the uh, taylor swift eras movie and you know i'm not it's not that i'm not a fan of taylor swift she's just not in the venn diagram of things i pay attention to and I gotta Joey, say, we do not need the Swifties on our ass. You have look, to I'm say saying, look, she's I'm your saying, queen, look, Joey. Saying, look, she's, she's your my queen. queen. I just uh, look. I love. She's great. But I've got to say, like you know that that concert's full of bangers. Like there's a lot yeah. of songs where I was like, wait, that's a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, more hits. And I think you know when I saw Smash Mouth live, it was one of those more hits than you realize. Yeah, right, right. And yes, I am saying that seeing Smash Mouth live at. Um, a building that used to be a Gelson's is comparable to Taylor Swift's Eras tour. That was my Eras tour. <laughs> Which Gelson's did it used to be? That's, so that's... it was a it was a venue in Pasadena that's not around anymore. It was called the Rose, not the Rose Bowl. <laughs> the Rose. <laughs> uh, um, Smash Bros. playing the Rose Bowl. They're not. They're playing the Rose. Yeah, guys. Legally, you have to take this off the flyer. They yeah. will so, sue us. Um, so this this reminds uh, me of. Um, do you remember a few years ago there was like a there was a, a I would say like kind of a, a meme on the internet of promoting concerts from popular bands from yesteryear playing in like weird locations. Like I think there was a Facebook event that was just like Limp Biscuits going to play at this Circle K parking lot yes. or something <laughs> yeah, like I that. Do. So when that was happening, I created a Facebook event for Smash Mouth playing a concert in the Gelson's parking lot on Franklin Avenue, uh-huh. and I like really promoted it. I um, got a friend of mine, Hunter Altman, who's a really funny LA-based comedian, to um, dress up like Steve Harwell and record videos promoting the concert. <laughs> and like, Did he look like brought, Steve Harwell? I mean, kind of. Um, who, and we honestly, who among us knows what that guy looks like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, looks, he looks like Shrek. Um, sure. But uh, we actually got like around 30 people who showed up to this random parking oh, lot at like 3 really? p.m. on a Wednesday. So uh, my friend pulled up in his like, you know, at this point, probably like 1996 Corolla that was really beat up playing uh, like All Star and screaming the lyrics from his car. And then we got a group photo of everybody. And I posted it on Reddit basically saying, like, I planned a fake Smash Mouth concert and the real Steve Harwell showed up. It got to the front page, hundreds of thousands of upvotes. And then after two hours, people are like, wait a second, that's not the real Steve Harwell. He doesn't have tattoos on his arms. Despite oh, wow. the fact this is I've clearly yes, I know yeah. his Despite tattoos. Fact, yeah, yeah. Despite by the heart. fact this is clearly a twenty-five-year-old comedian not wearing shoes in this parking lot. None of that <laughs> threw people off. My favorite, my, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things that has sort of come up in the last twenty years is that people figured out okay, if you have sort of a one-hit wonder or someone who's kind of forgotten, they can't necessarily tour on their own. But if you get three of them together, yeah. And they all have like four songs that will kind of get yeah. the audience riled up. And they they all blend. They all sort of fit. Like it used to be 
back in the day, you would be able to see like the whispers, the new temptations, <laughs> and the 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 young OJs. It's like a son of an OJ. Right. And you go. Yeah, and yeah. They all do their hits, and you're like, that's a pretty good show. But then they sort of extended that to like Naughty by Nature and Coolio and whoever, and then Smash Mouth and who like they found like three or four bands who can all support each other. There's enough overlap with their fans that they can go, you know, you can have like a real concert and, and tour like that. It's one of my favorite developments of the last the, uh, years. The alternative of that is uh, I saw a Sir Mix-a-Lot concert in Washington State uh, about 15 years ago where he played Baby Got Back three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was the opener, the middle, and the end. <laughs> and and you know, sure makes lots yeah. great. He's got and, a lot of good like songs. Two of my posse's on Broadway is probably. Yeah, yeah. Why not put him on the glass? He did yeah. put him on the glass. Album right? is great. My yeah. beeper, like he's got a lot of hits. Also, also, I mean, it's we can never repay Mix a lot for what he did. Absolutely. We can ne- like as a society. That's fair. As a society, he was the one who was the tip of the spear to explain to non-black women. If you have a big ass, it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> and right. they were like, really? And he was like, listen, trust me. If you have a big ass, it's not the worst that could happen to you. And they were like, slowly but surely, it took a few more years. White women were like, yeah, I guess Sir Mix-a-Lot was right. I mean, if you look at how ass-focused the culture is now, and uh, I'm all for it. If you look at how ass-focused the culture is now. Titties had a was- run. They had a great run. They, they had, had a, cla- a lot of hits, a lot of classics. <laughs> yeah, some bangers. And, and, yeah, <laughs> and listen, they could do a, Tits could do a package tour with like Eve Six and Semisonic if they mm. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. There's always um, going to be an audience for Hooters and Notches. Of course, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Bazongas. Bazongas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yabos, you had a good run. Enjoy your, enjoy your rest, Yabos. Um but if you if you do look at how ass focused we are are these days as a society, Mixalot was so ahead of the game, so yeah. ahead of the game, yeah. much like the movie Mystery Men, like <laughs> yeah. that tonally people weren't ready for. But right. now all movies are Mystery Men. Yeah, like basically all anything that makes over a hundred million dollars is a Mystery Men. And also, what was great about Mystery Men and movies of that ilk was that it's not an anybody vehicle. You look at that cast, this Ben Stiller. I mean, Mia like Garofalo. Ben Stiller, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but it's it like, was it, it was ensemble. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like it's just a movie, or kind of like a affordable. Like they didn't break the bank. Yeah, I don't know what the return on the investment was, but like, hey, they're not all gonna be, uh, you know. Uh, Avengers Endgame, just like make a little right. movie. And it's will fun, Ke- right? will will Kel's character get a spinoff? Probably not. Jeffrey Rush is in that movie. Oh like, yeah, God, Jeffrey. Inex- yeah, inexplicably. I'm, maybe off the Oscar win too. Maybe he that was <laughs> his one for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. What? Uh, like a fun fact about that movie, it was almost directed by Chris Eyre, who directed Smoke Signals. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Like Smoke Signals had its really big Sundance release, yeah, and then yeah. like it got offered to him, and I think he turned it down so he could do more like native focused stuff. Oh, but we man. almost got Chris Eyre's Mystery Men. Wow! That's, yeah, and Mystery Men. I mean, Smoke Signals is. I mean, I haven't seen all native film, but that was one of the ones where you felt. I felt like this. Yeah, is, it was a big like, one for a while. This, yeah, the native do the right thing. Like this is. This yeah, totally, guy's totally. Thing. Yeah, it's pretty great. Nick, I was, uh, when I, I watched, uh, I sat down and watched Goosebumps today. Yeah. It's fucking great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was maybe expecting it. Something that surprised me about it was that I expected it to be more of a kid's adventure show, but it's kind mm. of a teen adventure show. Yeah, they kind of uh, aged it up. Yeah, it's YA. How do you, from a writing perspective, how do you access those teen feelings? Did you have to, like, go back and relive your high school shit to write it? I, well, th- one of the fun aspects of it was that it's sort of like, uh, spoiler alert, there's like a flashback to like the 90s, the parents. So yeah. you get the like 90s teens and then you get the like modern 2023 teens. So I definitely felt more comfortable dealing with thoughts and emotions and whatever coming from, you know, the older generation. But I think, you know, I think any any sort of like YA or youth focused thing, hopefully the thing that makes it... Um, resonate with people is the universality and you're just like what what did i feel like at that age what were what were my fears what was i worried about um and hopefully you know some of that stuff is universal across you know time periods and race and you know financial status uh so yeah i think we just all try to like 
tap into what we were concerned about, what we were worried about when we were that age. And also, it's like, you know, it's goosebumps. So, like, sure. yeah. it doesn't have to get too heavy. It's still fun. It's still light. It's still... There will still be a creepy ventriloquist dummy at some point. Yeah, as long, so as, there's a little, long as there's a little monster blood, we're all happy. Yeah, yeah. So creepy. I don't know how that ever became a thing. Every human being you show a ventriloquist dummy to is immediately repulsed by it. Like, there, I guess I, there was a time in America where that was fun entertainment. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have a lot of options back then. So like, sure. this guy can kind of hide that his lips are moving. <laughs> Just go with it. Tom and Jerry had a racist character, and this scary doll told us jokes. Yeah, Bugs Bunny was <laughs> what it was like. Yeah, Bugs Bunny Those was were the days. Remember when Bugs would just cross dress, and then like Elmer Fudd wanted to fuck Bugs Bunny? Is that what you're saying right now? Like, oh, don't deconstruct. Yeah, it. we all kind of agreed Bugs Bunny as a woman is attractive. Yeah, he's pretty hot. He's pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. looks great. Bugs look great. <laughs> yeah. In the heyday of bazongas. Ah, uh, yes, right. That was our idol. The last, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the the last gasps of the bazookas. <laughs> Do we know any more boob uh, boob synonyms? Yeah, I, I think know. we've I think we've tapped out. Uh, somebody, t- a friend of mine from the East Coast, told me once that there there was a local Hooters knockoff called Bazookas, <laughs> <laughs> and I I think of bazookas. Was it military themed? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, good question. <laughs> Like, did they at least wear like camouflage? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, great question. I would. In yeah, my if mind, you, if you, they were. When I yeah, imagine you, bazookas if you, look, late at night. Look, if you worked at bazookas, if you could please just email the Max Fun email address. And yes. just, you know, to let us know. <laughs> let all us see of the, the, If you could give us, give us an handbook. oral history of bazookas. <laughs> I don't respect any Hooters knockoff un- unless your business model is one word bigger. <laughs> if you if you were just like hey man the, the only thing we can do that's what they did with the chicken sandwich chick-fil-a had the like amazing fast food chicken sandwich market right. cornered and popeyes was like how about this bigger right bigger and better mm-hmm. if you're gonna do a hooters knockoff as as an entrepreneur as a businessman you have to give the the clientele something more something extra just bigger even bigger. Like, that's the only Hooters knockoff that I respect. I, 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 <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Now that yeah. the, um, okay, so now that the Popeye's chicken sandwich has been out for a little while, yeah. I feel like the hype has died down. Sure. Do we feel like it was worth the hype? Yeah, absolutely. I still get that sandwich periodically and I still have it. And I'm like, I, this is so good for a fast yeah, food sandwich. Yeah, I agree. It's like a damn dude. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, it's, sure. Yeah, it is pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah it's a I damn good sandwich. It's a damn good. Now, do I think it? Now, listen. Like, were, when sandwich. it first came out, were there a few murders because of it? <laughs> there were? But, you a know, few I saw that. Murders. But no, I saw that, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'd stab somebody for one yeah. of these. Maybe I'd drive over the curb <laughs> on, on Pico Boulevard. Yeah, in, <laughs> against the traffic. I'd right kneecap again. somebody for it. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't kill somebody, but would I wound somebody? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. All bets are off. That sandwich is it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think like this, like I mean, I, listen, this is this has come up a couple of times. Like IPA is like All Star by Smash Mouth. It's one of those things where like the the hype was weird, and then you're kind of inclined to reject it, but then you right. have to at some point go back and evaluate it on its own merits. Yeah, like yeah. hype aside, you know, cultural baggage aside, is this is this good? And I think that the Popeye's chicken sandwich is is good. It is my like there the Popeye's is my like closest drive through. So when I like, you know, need a drive through or I'm yeah, craving yeah. a drive through, like yeah. it's Popeye's and I'm always excited to get that sandwich. Yeah. It, it also came out, I feel like right kind of like deep enough pandemic that we were just like, stop the presses, there's a new chicken sandwich sure. out. <laughs> Something so there's is happening. nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be worth living again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I, the the other thing I love about the fast food industry or the snack industry is that, you know, maybe you don't like the maybe you don't go crazy for the fried chicken sandwich. Maybe that's not your thing. But they got something for you. Right. Popeyes KFC, McDonald's. Do you, do you want Wendy's, something? Arby's. 
coated in Dorito dust. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> the answer that's is gonna, yes. Whatever it is that's going to make you crazy, we got something for you. Like, we'll, <laughs> do, you we'll f- do you want it served to you by a buxom woman in military dress? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, which we cannot confirm if that's what Bazookas has, but if you if you work there and can tell yeah. us, Again, please, please, 206-9844-FUN. <laughs> we need to know. I, as, uh, I went, I've you know, gone to Hooters a couple times. When I was in college, I would stay with my buddy and we would at some point we were watching March Madness and waiting for his our other friend to get off work and that was just a place that made sense we could get drinks and watch the, the NCAA tournament and I was like oh so this is what Hooters is they like kind of are a little flirty and then they come around your table like more than they need to just because they're trying to you know get bigger tips but one of the things that they more do straws like, <laughs> yeah I don't know basically. that I need more than one straw but sure uh, uh. <laughs> just me. You, you have a pitcher of beer if you order a pitcher, yeah. and then they have a bag of ice in the pitcher to like help keep it cold. Oh, and then clever. and then they come around and they kind of like move the ice around to keep it cold and then sure. top your beer off. And you kind of want to say, I'm not a creepy 60-year-old. I don't want to flirt with you. I can pour my own beer. I will tip you. I'm absolutely going to tip you 20%. Do not. Sure. like You don't worry about it. But I don't want you to call me babe and like pour <laughs> my beer for me because that's what's happening it's, i can move my own ice around yeah man. i can wiggle my ice my bag of ice around <laughs> yeah it's like i promise i'll give you a good tip this is not a sex thing for me i'm yeah. just trying to watch sports yeah it's not and the wings are like <laughs> fine the wings are like fine so you're like okay but don't make it creepier than it is it's yeah joey uh something i was wondering when i uh was uh when I was being impressed by your uh, Emmy noms. Uh, are, only, only, I mean, Spear Rangers, seven Emmy noms. I'm technically only nominated for one Emmy. Let's, but, you know. let's go ahead and dim your light. Let's go ahead and pluralize noms. Okay, yeah, so Spear Rangers has seven noms. Sure. One of them has Joey's name it's, on it. It's When a cat eats Joey, it's nom nom. It's not yeah. just nom. <laughs> Nobody just yeah. noms. Nobody just noms. Uh, are you going to remain cool or are you going to turn into like a giant asshole? Oh, um, definitely giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. Yeah. Okay. So, like, no, I think I'm gonna try to remain. This is my. So, this is my first time being nominated for a, like a big Hollywood award. So, I think that I like. I found out a few days ago, and it was honestly really beautiful. Like, we found out while we were doing a Spirit Rangers color session. So, we were all in the room together when the nominations got announced. So we were able to like celebrate and. Um, the, the show's creator, Chris Valencia, who's a member of the Shumash tribe, is, um, you know, definitely we're all indebted for her for doing such a good job, you know, creating the show and show running such a great show. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking about if I win an Emmy, I will probably get a giant beaded medallion shaped like an Emmy statue right. that I will just oh, yeah. have sewn into my skin. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could find a Hollywood Boulevard piercing place that'll do that for you. <laughs> yeah, just pierce the Emmy to me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, on the on the Nick Adams zoom, you can see that WGA award over oh, nice. over the right shoulder. You can't my my Emmy nom my Emmy nom plaque. Oh, oh you nice. get a, you, okay. Yeah. You get a yeah, little, you get a you get yeah. a certificate. Yeah, you get a little certificate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. Wait. Okay. Yeah, Nick. Uh, Emmy Emmy nom to Emmy nom. How did it How did it change your life? Uh, <laughs> You know, I I'm mean, just going to use the bathroom while the Emmy nominees. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me. Jordan, if you could plug your ears. This is just for the Emmy noms. Right, yeah, yeah. And if you're listening and you haven't been nominated for an Emmy, please uh, plug yeah. your ears yeah, or listen to my favorite murder. Contractually, you're not allowed bit. to. Yeah. No, it's like I, I, I worked in entertainment for a long time, and I worked in reality and, and other stuff. And there's so much of your career where you're like, I'm on, I worked on this show, and you're parents are like how do we watch it and your friends are like i've never heard of that channel and you're like it's gone it's too late to do something and people you know you get nominated for an emmy it's like everyone is like oh wow you are good at it or you got lucky and you're in the right place at the right time and you're like acknowledged it felt like i have to say it felt really good and i was also like if you're proud of the work i mean you can get nominated for an emmy for you know stuff that you're just yeah care about but i was like proud of it so it felt good to have someone say, hey, you, you know, like, good job, you guys. I don't know. 
Yeah, it, it's this weird thing where like I like I've been in I I started doing comedy when I was like 16 is when I like said my first joke on stage at a talent show in high school. Remember when I moved it was? to LA? Um I forget. It was not good. <laughs> I think <laughs> no, it was just like everything I think it, we thought of when we were 16 was good. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think it was just like ladies, I'm single or like whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a got a little cheer. Um and you know, and I moved to LA, you know, after college and like really ground away and, you know, the UCB scene, you know, doing so many just like, you know, like assistant jobs and stuff like that. So, you know, I've, I've legitimately been pursuing comedy in one way or another for like, you know, over half my life. Yeah. So like, I think that for me, it is this weird thing of, I don't want to say it like validates my choice to follow this career, but like a little bit, yeah. it's sort of a... You know, it's like I often joke with friends in the LA comedy scene whenever we're like working a hard job of like, we could have been doctors. Like, right. You know? right. <laughs> um, we could be tenured of... professors by now if we chose. Yeah, to yeah, that. yeah. If we weren't writing like fart jokes yeah. for a living or whatever. Who needs to own a home, huh? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, Overrated. it's like, yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't own a home. I have a roommate or whatever, but it kind of does feel like, oh, this is my, I don't own a home in Washington state. So. I and so I did this in exchange for that and mm-hmm. getting, you know, a little, you know, who knows if we'll win. You know, I'm really proud of the show, but like, you know, to get nominated, it's like to get that little certificate, it's like, oh, I feel like this is what I traded that like, you know, several that like half of my life of work for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well and my my in laws are pretty much here now, but they have a a massive home in Snoqualmie, Washington, like outside of Seattle. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And every yeah, now I, and then. I, yeah, I grew up, up uh, I grew up on the Tulalip Res and I'm I'm Cowlitz, which is southern Washington. So I'm cool. I'm there all the time. But every now and then we go up there and spend time at you know, my wife has other family in Seattle and, you know, we'll sort of sort of hang out in the Seattle suburbs and I'll look at my wife and be like, you know, we could have done this and she's like, No, no, absolutely no, this is this doesn't interest me. I'm I'm glad we chose the path that we chose. Like that it's another alternate reality, but, but you like, do yeah. probably get to see fewer Sir Mix a Lot concerts. I am, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a trade off. It's a trade off. Yeah. Well, Seattle, Seattle zone, right? Sir yeah. Mix a Lot. He's a, yeah. he's like the local Absolutely. boy. He's rapping about dicks driving and it's the whole oh thing. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah less um, mix a lot, but less Jamal Crawford. I'm an NBA head, so yeah. Not enough presence the United States of America. Oh, my God. Se- oh, yeah. In Seattle, you could listen to the song Lump on every block. Chris <laughs> Blue would just follow you everywhere. I have to say, though, I, you know, I was I got into Modest Mouse, like, after my wife and I were together, just, like, randomly. It wasn't like she introduced me to them. But then going back, going to Washington State with her and experiencing, like, the weather there, I'm like, oh, Modest Mouse makes way more sense. Like, I get yeah. why you're, like... <laughs> sad and depressed and writing the lyrics that you're writing with the weather and the, oh this is why vibe. all your songs are about just getting in the car and randomly driving yeah <laughs> just drive away just drive away yeah. oh yeah for sure i mean yeah like nirvana it's like oh i get why kurt cobain's like this yeah yeah sure and it's drizzly it's just drizzly and it's not even and i love it i love it, it but it's I there's it's like edging. You're like just rain already. Just like <laughs> no rain. No, but no, that's like that's the stuff where like I feel like I talk to people who've never been to Washington State and they'll say like, oh, it rains all the time in Seattle, right? And I'm like, no, it doesn't rain all the time, but it's like ready to rain all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's and, like I just my, love that like little mist. Yeah, you. And my wife, my wife's father is from uh, Alaska. He's like uh, Clinkett and Niska. Oh, cool, cool, so cool. They moved from Juneau to the, the Seattle suburbs. And she was like, it rains in Juneau like way more than it rains in Seattle. So it was like for her, it was kind of like a reprieve. Like, you know, it was even it was better weather weather in Seattle than it was in Juneau. And people were like, how is it worse? How does it rain more? It's crazy. It's uh, November here in L.A. and I wore shorts today and was still hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the AC is on in my apartment. (laughs) Once I switch to sweatshirts, like I don't go back. So there, there was a few weeks ago, it was like kind of chilly and I was like, time to break out the sweatshirts. And now I'm just like, I'm, I don't care what you do, LA weather. I'm not You're committed. It off. I've committed to the <laughs> bit and I'm just going to stick with it. Do you get like a new sweatshirt for the year? Oh, you know, that's a good idea. I, I, I was just thinking I need a refresh. I need a little sort of, it's feeling a little stale. I need a little sort of ironic sweatshirt refresh or like, you know, maybe a... Maybe a maybe a new MF Doom sweatshirt. Yeah, what's you what's know? your favorite sweatshirt you own? 
I have a bunch of, uh, there's a company called Transporter and they do, they have a license with peanuts and they do a lot oh, of nice. cool oh, peanuts nice. sweatshirts. And there's one, it's just got Franklin, the black peanuts character. And it says 1969. There was, the story was that someone wrote to him and was like, you know, you could do a lot for race relations if you, you know, added a yeah, black yeah, character. Yeah, story, and, he, yeah. and he was like, bet, I'll do it. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, that's amazing. Like, and yeah, so that's probably my favorite. And then I have like a Mad Lib sort of sweatshirt i'm a huge doom fan yeah i feel like i feel like i've got a lot of sweatshirts that are like i i'm a big sweatshirt person when i'm in washington but i feel like in la it's just it's not sweatshirt weather weather very often uh i've got a lot of really great sweatshirts from this um uh native kind of streetwear brand called urban native era yeah yeah and then yeah yeah and then uh other than that i have this like uh this sweatshirt uh for fiona apple's uh like fetch the bolt cutters album that's like (laughs) a full body recreation of the album cover that i don't wear as often as i do or as i should but it's just a fantastic sweatshirt you you should have to offset it with cut off jean shorts and then you can kind of regulate your temperature to the point where you feel kind of neutral in the sweatshirt you know how in like futuristic movies and TV shows, there's like, oh, this is the period where everyone just wears like a sparkly jumpsuit. Like people sure. have like a uniform, you know, everyone wears the same thing. Yeah, maybe you get a yeah, you get yeah. a red one if you're a member of the techno class. <laughs> right. Or something. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending yeah, like, on where you are in the ship. It, yeah, it's like a blue it. one. Yeah. You're a cybermancer. <laughs> in my futuristic sci-fi world, the uniform is just like a crew neck sweatshirt and like slightly baggy chinos or khakis like that's if if someone said you have to pick a wardrobe and wear it until they put you in the ground i would happily just wear t-shirt chinos crew neck sweatshirt every day of my life weather permitting and just not think about it so the so your so your your go-to uniform is lacrosse guy (laughs) kind of kind of urban urban lacrosse guy is my go-to uniform oh wait i question for the question for the, the the podcast yes where do y'all sit on jewelry? I feel like over the past couple of years, I've become kind of a jewelry guy, wearing like bracelets, necklaces, not quite rings yet, but it's like, are you? Do y'all do y'all wear jewelry? Uh, no, not none for me, thanks. None. Uh, yeah, I don't even. I I think I'm very like fussy when it comes to like like clothing weight or clothing material. I don't like stuff on me so i don't i don't like sunglasses i don't like watches yeah. jordan uh, is completely naked on this I, call, yes. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> didn't uh, want to say anything but now this no, this no, was, no, this was a gateway well, to have that conversation yes yeah, 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 during every podcast i don't like me as such i don't like stuff on me don't like stuff on me one of my favorite all-time phrases don't put any stuff on me stuff on me no thanks i like I like I have a massive wedding band. The only man that I've ever seen with a bigger Look at wedding, that. Oh, that's band. A wedding band. <laughs> the only man I've ever seen with a bigger wedding band than me is my father-in-law. So it's like the women in my wife's family are like, "This one's mine. Back off." Um, but my wife has, you know, she's native, and so like I, I've gotten just different pendants and medallions over the years that are like absolutely amazing that I would never have worn on my own. And I wear sort of that stuff. Like, not, yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's, just, that's, like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, that's what I'm running into is like, I go to a lot of, like, I go to a lot of like powwows and events yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And there's always just like these really dope native, like, Incredible. you know, jewelry designers, yeah. just, like amazing necklaces, yeah. and, like, bracelets and rings and stuff. And it's like, it's the sort of thing where, you know, being like an Emmy nominated, you know, TV person, yeah. I'm definitely like, oh, I can afford to buy like a cool cedar bracelet yeah, or something. Yeah. But there's I a mean, great moment. Cl- Will it clash with the tiny Emmy that you're going to get sewn into your skin, though? You're going to keep. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I'll, I'll I'll definitely color coordinate it. Like the Emmy will be gold colored, then I'll probably get some like nice bronze, like a bronze uh, pair of sunglasses or something like that. You know, just to match the Emmy's gold. Sure. There's a yeah. there's a great. Like, I put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> there's a great moment in season one of Rutherford Falls. Yeah, great show I, by the way. He he's like he's got a big meeting. Oh yeah, yeah. Michael Gray has yeah. Michael Gray has opens his thing and he's like, what am I gonna go with today and he has like these fucking kick-ass medallions and he's like oh yeah i'm bringing out the big guns today. yeah the big minishanka nation medallion <laughs> yeah but no it's like i feel like my closet is kind of turning into that where it's just like you know whenever i go to like a big native event i'll always buy like a thing or two or something like that and now yeah. it's like over the past two or three years my closet is just like i just don't have room for all of the like and some of them aren't even expensive some of them are just like a cool 20 dollar beaded bracelet or something yeah. like that but it's just like 
it's sort of a it's fun to accessorize with those kinds of things. You just as long as you're not getting into Johnny Depp right. territory. That's that's the you concern. Is wanna, Johnny well, oh, yeah, Depp can even you hear, Tyler? Can you hear look. the different jewelry clinking against each other? When you're well, I, I do have a I do have a beaded medallion of uh, the first album for the Hollywood Vampires. So yes, I'm in Johnny Depp territory. <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> And uh, listen, I think that concludes Emmy nominee chat. If you haven't been nominated for an Emmy, you can start listening yeah. now. And we're going to come back with some chat for Golden Globe nominees. So if you have been nominated for Emmy but have not been nominated for a Golden Globe, please stop listening now. We'll be right back with more Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective, here to say a quick thank you to all the Max Fun members. They're the ones who keep this show going. MaximumFun.org slash join is the website to go to if you'd like to become a member. Uh, as a nice thank you, you'll get a ton of bonus content. MaximumFun.org slash join. Uh, I also want to say a thank you this week to Nuts.com. This is a website that will mail you snacks. That's right. Snacks in the mail. The future is here. Cashews, almonds, pecans, pistachios, dried mango, crystallized ginger, dates, jelly beans, jawbreakers, root beer barrels. The variety is vast at nuts.com. They're your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for Everyone, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Uh, Nuts.com. I love all the snacks I have got from Nuts.com. The bourbon pecans, they're so good. I know I say it basically every week, but the bourbon pecans, they're delicious. The dried mango is awesome. They've got trail mix. They've got chocolate-covered gummy bears. All kinds of snacks for every for every tooth, uh, sweet or otherwise. Nuts.com slash JJGo is the website to go to. You can shop a la carte at any time or opt into hassle-free auto deliveries so you never run out of your favorite items. And if you're already stocked up at home, they also sell directly to businesses. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash JJGo. So check out all the delicious options at Nuts.com slash JJGo. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's Nuts.com slash JJGo. One more thank you this week to say thank you to Lumi Labs. They're the microdose people. You've probably heard about microdosing. If not, know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Lumi Labs makes microdose gummies that deliver the perfect entry level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I love these gummies, they are really tasty. The amount of THC in there is perfect. It delivers a nice chill, a nice relaxing feeling. I like to pop one at the end of the day when I'm unwinding. It uh, helps me get out of work mode and into max and relax mode. Uh, These are really, really great. I've heard from a ton of people who love them, and I think you will love them too. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code JJGO to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com, code JJGo. And hey, one more thing before we get back to the show. Uh, Folks are telling me about their local indie bookstores where they have been pre-ordering Youth Group, the upcoming YA horror comedy graphic novel from me and superstar artist Bowen McGurdy. Youth Group available next year, but you can put in those pre-orders anywhere you buy books. Uh, but especially, we love to hear about them getting pre-ordered at local indie bookstores. Uh, this week, I'm shouting out PegasusBookstore.com. Uh, that's for Pegasus Bookstore. They're in Berkeley and Oakland. 
a beautiful indie bookstore where folks have been pre-ordering Youth Group. Again, that's PegasusBookstore.com. Head over there, type in Youth Group, and get your pre-order in. And uh, hey, if you've pre-ordered the book uh, at your local indie bookstore and want to hear them shout it out on the show, uh, get at me on social media, uh, at Jordan David Morris on Instagram. Let me know where you're pre-ordering, and I will give them a little shout out on the show. We love our indie bookstores here on Jordan Jesse Go. Okay, back to the show. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective, here with my two Emmy nominated co hosts. I'm Joey Clift, professional cat petter. We're all doing nicknames, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, you've, yeah, you've heard the show. Go, yeah. Hey, you uh, know, Nick, what's your nickname? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Nick, you go. Nick Slappy Adams. We're <laughs> <laughs> so trying out Slappy? No, I could never be Slappy. I'm not creepy enough. I it's repeat. It's repeat. Hey, there it is. The old uh, nickname fake out. Yeah. <laughs> you said Slappy, and people were like, boo. No, no. Uh, don't. How dare he? That guy's no good. I um, <laughs> I was a P. Uh, Joe, you mentioned uh, you know moving out to LA, doing PA jobs while you while you while you while you wait for your big break. Uh, I was a PA on Ellen, and it was the season that Ellen said, "I don't want to dance anymore." Uh, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, Ellen started. I'm glad all of her she. Shows put, I'm glad she put her foot down, yeah, or didn't yeah. put her foot down. Whatever you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People were so fucking mad. People were so the hate mail that I personally had to read as a PA. <laughs> People who were incensed that, uh, that it lasted two weeks. She's like, fine, I'll dance. <laughs> what am I- was she crying when she was dancing after yeah. two weeks? She was like, I don't like this. One of my favorite things I've ever read, it was like a New Yorker profile of um, when Billy Joel was doing his residency at Madison Square Garden. He's just doing all these shows. And he's, yeah, he's yeah. talking to his manager and they're going over his set list and He's, the manager is like, so we'll do this, we'll do this. And he says, Piano Man. And Billy Joel goes, I don't want to do Piano Man. And the way the article, the way the writer describes it is like, his manager like takes off his glasses and pinches his nose and takes a deep <laughs> breath. And he's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, what do you think? That's you. You are <laughs> you, the piano. Maybe you didn't intend that's for your Piano thing. Man to be autobiographical, but you now are Piano Man. What do you think they paid for? Why do you think they spent three hundred and ninety-five dollars for these? They're not here to hear I, Captain Jack. Yeah, I really wanna... Down Easter Alexa. Who cares? <laughs> uh, it would be very fun to have seen a Smash Mouth concert where Steve Harwell said, yeah, "I'm not, I'm not playing. It. I'm not playing All Star." Right. And you know he had that moment at some point in his life. What if we didn't do it? Movie. What if we didn't do? All-star guys. And then They're his bandmates like, say, um, you'll ruin the Missoula County Fair. So uh, <laughs> <that what> you <laughs> want? one of the most fun concerts I've ever seen was uh, the band Everclear, oh, yeah, who, sure. uh, who, like, let's just say the concert wasn't great. But what was great about it is the lead singer kept on acting like he was going to play a hit. And then he was like, now I'm going to play a song you've all heard from our new album. Oh, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then, like, the audience would boo, but he kept doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is a, like... I'm. I just need to amuse myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I know this won't go over well, yeah. but I am so fucking bored of this tour yeah. and yeah. playing. I'm, I will buy you a new house or whatever. It's yeah, a delicate I, I, dance. We all know you're gonna do those new songs that we hate <laughs> and don't care about. Yeah, don't, it's just fun to see. It's just fun to see a lead singer just become a full pro wrestling heel. And it's like, yeah. I want you to regret coming yes. to this. Go ahead and boo us. We'll be famous forever. We're ever yeah, yeah. clear. Every- <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah, only yeah. going to get bigger. <laughs> um, speaking of getting bigger, there are some listeners who are about to have their profiles raised because they're about to appear on this show. That's right. People call us at 206-984-4FUN. They share their momentous occasions, and they live on in the annals of podcasting history. How's that for a segue? Matt, please play our momentous occasion. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, guest uh, Bill Hader. Uh, I drive for DoorDash, and earlier today I had to go to Target and pick up uh, lube and a vibrator for a person then had to take it to a cash register and look a lady in the eyes as I paid for it. Uh, Anyways, have a good one. 
Hey, it's me, Bill Hader. I thought that's crazy. <laughs> Bill, do your famous Vincent Price impression. How would he have reacted to having to buy a vibrator for his DoorDash job? You think that there was some DoorDash NDA he signed, but this guy's going rogue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's HIPAA, bro. I think that's all HIPAA. You can't talk about that. Yeah, sure. he's spilling the tea. Get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can Anne we... Hathaway bought some Chex Mix today. <laughs> can, can we just say it? You know, we because this has been a thing in our society sure. for a while. Like, oh, I'm buying condoms. I need right. the morning after pill. Like, hey man, hey hey man, we're all doing what we're doing. We're all adults here. You yeah, know? I I know. This I is... I I, in, I don't want to like, you know, and I don't want to nag this guy or scold this guy. And obviously, we're all on our own journeys uh, <laughs> when it comes to sexuality. We're all on a on a ship sailing toward pleasure. <laughs> But <laughs> sailing toward Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. Population population that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Where all the bad children from Pinocchio go to get turned into donkeys. That's what I like. Uh, like that. Um but yeah, I I, I I I I'm kind of with you, Nick. I mean, obviously this this you know, this guy had a moment of discomfort um buying these uh sex items, but I don't know, like I think that the, if anything, the cashier at CVS, unless they're a big Dorcas, probably thinks you're cool. Yeah, you're about to go get some. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The cashier at CVS was beat red this entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> they, it should be CVS policy when someone is buying like a family planning item. Yeah. Because that's where the section of CVS is called. It's called family planning. But if someone is buying like a condom or some sort of lube, you should be required to give them a thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> I think you, I think you should be required to give a childlike giggle, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the receipt is extra long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, I, I had an experience um, a couple weeks ago. I've um, this this year I've started you know working out, trying to get in shape, and um, part of that is you know like diet stuff, like drinking a lot of like protein shakes and stuff like that. And uh, there was definitely a time a few weeks ago where like I went to Target. And all I bought was like condoms and protein shakes. <laughs> and it was yeah. just such a like, oh, I'm like such a like specific type of person. If this is the only thing I'm buying from this target. <laughs> yeah. My- throw, listen, throw. Uh, yeah. Throw throw a couple other things in there just, just to, to give the catcher the yeah, impression like, that you're a more well-rounded person. Yeah, you're not condoms, protein shakes. And just just <laughs> yeah. like just like one pack of Pokemon cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my- so who is this enigma? <laughs> my wife. My wife tells the story of being behind Renee Zellweger. Zellweger? How do you? I don't know how you say it. I think it's Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Zellweger, I I like Zellweger. Zellweger. She was behind her in uh, Whole Foods. That sounds like a Pokemon. Zellweger. (laughs) Yeah, Zellweger. Yeah, yeah. Zellweger. She was behind her. Yeah, rock type, fire type. Yeah, for sure. She's behind her in Whole Foods, and she was like, all she had was apples and cucumbers. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Just like like a Whole Foods cart full of apples and cucumbers. This and is the- my Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and the well, cashier like- was just like, wow, you really like apples, huh? And she's like, yeah, yeah. Just I love them. Got to keep that doctor away, <laughs> huh? But that's a weird, like, just as especially as I've, like, you know, kind of done my, like, you know, fitness journey or whatever is, like, I buy a lot of weird stuff when I go to the store. It's just, like, here's 10 boxes of, like, protein-enriched, like, special case cereal or whatever. Right. Yeah, uh, or that, just, uh, like, here's... How's that protein special K? Uh, protein special K. Okay, honestly, okay. Oh, this is something I'm real passionate about. Oh, good. Um, so there's like a protein special K that's specifically like cinnamon flavored that honestly, at this point, I have it for breakfast pretty much every day because it's just a like a reliable meal that kind of gives you all the nutrients you need for a good breakfast. I wouldn't say that I love it, but I would say that it gets the job done. It doesn't have a ton of flavor, but because it doesn't have a ton of flavor, it's honestly a little bit better just because I have like so much of it. So, you know, I'm going to say like uh, zero stars. I regret my life choices. <laughs> I, I I have to say, you know, everyone every now and then someone's like, I thought we would have flying cars by now. Ha ha ha. I thought we would have just like, no, eat this every morning. It's not bad for you. You get everything you need. You yeah. Spend it. 30 minutes preparing it and you don't feel bad about yourself. We still haven't gotten there. We still have not gotten to the point of like, just have this and move on with your life. Like, is that what Soylent is supposed to be, right? I think that's what it's supposed to be, but it's... It's what... Has anybody tried Soylent? I, on my... I worked on this show called People of Earth 
And like at the very beginning, I don't know, there was like an opportunity maybe for some sort of tie-in. They were like, maybe maybe one of the aliens is drinking this or yeah. whatever. And so they, we just had <laughs> a bunch of I don't know that that's it. great for their, for their image. <laughs> like, ooh, it's for <laughs> crazy aliens. <laughs> yeah. It's a the weird slurry people. that may or may not be people. <laughs> the lizard people love this. Um, but the, the showrunner was just like, uh, it's, he was like, it's pretty, it's not great. Like, you, you know, because yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I would, I would love to have something where you just like, I drink this every morning. I don't think about it. It's fine. And I'm good till lunch. And I like, just take it that off my plate. Just take that well, one no, meal. Legit. Take, take it off my plate. I would, that would be so great. And we haven't even gotten to that point. There's no way we're going to solve climate change if we haven't figured out breakfast yet. Like, there's no <laughs> yeah. way. I, yeah, I, I, I got to say, I, I tried to replace my meals with Soylent, I want to say, like, five, six years ago when Soylent first came out. And, like, because I'm, I'm just not the best cook, I will say. I'm not necessarily like somebody who's an expert in the kitchen. And it just felt like exactly what you're saying, Nick, of just, like, an easy way to kind of, you know, just take care of a meal yeah. or two. Other and than I feel like hungry. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I did it for a week. And it just, it ta- it had the physical taste of giving up. Yeah. Like, it tasted like just, like, oh, I've just, like, quit on life. Yeah. Then there's there's definitely like if you if you have enough money and you can juice enough things, there's definitely a way to replace breakfast with a smoothie or something. Yeah. But the amount of stuff that you have right. to put into that smoothie is like thirty seven dollars. Sure. And of- and you have to oh, buy yeah. the hardest to wash machine that exists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's part of it. That's part of yeah, it. Yeah. The time you save just drinking the juice, you will spend washing the juicer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, and then you burning the calories, the calories of cleaning out the juicer. That's a part of it. Right, exactly. And you, <laughs> your, your juicer cleaning just, arm gets jacked. Yeah, they just they deduct that from the calories in the bag for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, if the caller's listening, be proud to buy that vibrator from CBVS. And you know what? When you're there grabbing one for your DoorDash customer, maybe grab one for yourself. And, Ooh, treat treat and, yourself and set sail <laughs> to an island of discovery. Yeah. Toot toot. toot. Yes. That's the ship. That's the ship. Not in the car. To the island. Yeah, yeah. Not in the car. Don't be driving down Pico. No, no, no. Yeah. Wait, till, wait. Yeah. Wait till you get back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you get at least into your driveway. <laughs> yeah. And I think I don't know that the ship I was picturing, Joey, went toot toot. I think what you're thinking of is some sort of pleasure tugboat. <laughs> so you but, just went like honk honk. Like, I guess like, I'm thinking like of like a, a schooner, <laughs> like oh, a okay. hardcore leather schooner. Like, yeah, <laughs> where everybody's real open minded. <laughs> <laughs> We're all open minded on this schooner. Um, no well, hey, give us a call at two zero six nine eight four four fun. Tell us what your sex boat looks like. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. Describe your perfect sex boat or. Tell us about a momentous occasion or a moment of shame in your life and be forever immortalized on this show. Uh, we'll be right back with a little bit more Jordan Jesse Go very soon. Hey, Sydney, you're a physician and the co-host of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, right? That's true, Justin. Is it true that our medical history podcast is just as good as a visit to your primary care physician? No, Justin, that is absolutely not true. Uh, However, our podcast is funny and interesting and a great way to learn about the medical misdeeds of the past, as well as some current not-so-legit healthcare fads. So you're saying that by listening to our podcast, people will feel better. Sure. And isn't that the same reason that you go to the doctor? Well, uh, you could say that. And our podcast is free? Yes, it is free. You heard it here first, folks. Sawbones, Meryl Tour of Misguided Medicine right here on Maximum Fun. Just as good as going to the doctor. No, no, no. Still not just as good as going to the doctor, but but pretty good. It's up there. What is up, people of the world? Do you have an argument that you keep having with your friends and you just can't seem to settle it? And you're sitting there arguing about whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars, or you can't decide what is the best nut, or can't agree on what is the best cheese. Stop doing that. Listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal, only on Max Fun. Your topics asked and answered objectively, definitively, for all time. So don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Joey Clift, professional cat petter. It's Nick. Repeat Adams. 
There's that classic nickname we all love. Uh, yes, so a couple of Emmy Emmy nommers here with me today. Uh, Nick Adams, Goosebumps, It's the Show, It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, which one is your episode? People should watch the whole thing, obviously. Uh, but which one is your As we record this episode on the... Fifth, fifth, fifth of November. It was the most recent episode that just aired Friday night. I can't remember what the name of it is because I'm bad at self-promotion. But yeah, check it out. I think it's the eighth episode of the first season of Goosebumps. Really fun show, fun for the whole family. One of the probably uh, other than Blackish, this is the only thing that I think my kids can like watch. Like we let them watch an episode of BoJack, the underwater episode, because there's almost no dialogue. Oh yeah, (laughs) but like most of my work has not been kid friendly, so it's been fun to work on something like this where my kids are of age, twelve and ten, so it's kind of like right up their alley. Yeah. Yeah, it's very spooky, very nostalgic, has a lot of great teen feelings, yeah. and past JJ Go guest Rob Hubel. Rob Hubel kills it. Oh, Justin nice. Long is killing it. Like really good, really good folks involved. Yeah, a lot of good folks in this show. Uh, that's Goosebumps streaming on your local Disney Plus platform. Uh, Joey Clift, uh, you are, of course, an Emmy nominated writer uh, for the shows you just mentioned, but something that I, I, I don't know if this can win an Emmy, but if, if there is an Emmy for. Um, for funny and thought-provoking web series, Gone Native uh, should win that Emmy. Uh, Gone Native TV is the website where you can see this series. Joey, uh, what 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 can people expect if they go to gonenative.tv? Uh, oh yeah, so thanks so much for um, you know having me on the show and for yeah, talking about the series. To do it. um, it's fun. Yeah, the show, it's a series of kind of animated comedy shorts about weird stuff Native American and indigenous people deal with just on a regular basis. So we got episodes about everything from, um, you know, people saying that they're native when they're not native to non-natives using the term spirit animal or calling a meeting a powwow to, um, you know, native sports mascots. But Taylor Swift um, is my spirit animal, Joey. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, she's not. I'm just going to say, no, she's not. Swifties, please don't beat me up. Um, perhaps uh, one of my favorites uh, is called Dear Legendary Horror Author Stephen King, instead of using Indian bear- burial grounds in your books have you thought about using european burial grounds <laughs> so voiced by ramon zaragoza from ghosts on cbs so um yeah they're just a lot of like you know short bite-sized um you know animated videos about you know those kinds of things and you know for me what i really love about it is that like these shorts are um you know just uh very easily digestible ways to explain these issues but then the website actually has um links to think pieces and articles that can kind of give you a deeper dive about, um, you know, kind of why these microaggressions aren't great and why you shouldn't do them. So, you know, watch the shorts. And then if you want to learn something a little bit more, read the articles and stuff. Uh, yeah, the Gone Native TV will throw, uh, Gone Native TV, I guess I should say, uh, we are going to throw a link to that in the show description, or you can just type it into your internet search bar. Um, Joy Clift, Nick Adams, thank you for joining us today on Jordan Jessica. You're both wonderful co-hosts. Um, oh yeah, and Joey, also, uh, these, these shorts, we should say, are animated. They all have kind of cool animation styles that are unique to each video. Uh, but we're going to throw up the audio of one of those shorts, uh, after the episode. So stay tuned for one of the, uh, Gone Native videos. And we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jersey Go. Six things you didn't learn about Native American people in high school. According to a recent study, 87% of U.S. schools don't teach Native history after 1900. So let's catch you up. First off, Native people still exist. That's right. Instead of teaching you that Native people are still here, your school thought it was better to teach you cursive handwriting. Number two, there are over 500 different tribes and we all have our own cultures and customs. But instead of teaching you that, your school thought it was more important you learn Latin, a 2,700 year old dead language. Three. We don't have magic powers, but I wish we did, because I'd use them to make it so your school taught you that native people can't talk to animals instead of whatever the presidential fitness test is. You heard what I said! Four, we all come in different skin tone shapes and sizes, which you would know if your school didn't spend a bunch of time teaching you how many wives Henry VIII had. Oh my God, that's not even history from America. And your school taught you that instead of anything about the people who were here first, Jesus. Five, We don't all live on reservations, we're everywhere. Some of us might even be your next door neighbors. And if you're wondering if we're quietly judging your school for not teaching you this, we for sure are because you should know this. Six, also there are like 10 million native people and no one can speak for all of us, including me. That means your dumb friend who got a DNA test that says he's 164th Cherokee can't speak for all of us either. Ah! 
This stuff might not sound as important as learning how to use a recorder to play hot cross buns, but people need to learn this. Natives are still here, and we're doing cool shit, like making this video. That's us. People ask native folks weird questions all the time because they don't know any better. If schools aren't gonna teach you about us, we'd appreciate it if you at least told your friends about this and make our lives a lot easier. Thanks, love you, Mwah. Bonus number seven. Did you know that former Price is Right host Bob Barker is native? That's just a cool fact. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.